Hello and welcome to the second episode of Second Take Movies. My name is Preston Jenkinson. I'm your host, and with me again is Will Huff. Will, how are we doing? Oh, man. I am ready for an awesome conversation. In this episode, we're talking about the second movie in the prequel trilogy, Attack of the Clones. The second best. Yeah, and I... (laughs) We disagree already. ...hate this movie. Folks, this is going to be a good episode. From the cringy dialogue <laughs> to, again, the spe- like Anakin being super freaking creepy. <laughs> a little flirty. You know, he's got the That's teenage, not flirty. The teenage hormones going on. There's some creepiness. There. Yeah. I, will, I will admit. But, uh, man, it's a good movie. Where do we start? Oh, In the beginning? Let me, yeah, let's, uh, uh, yeah. let me pull up a synopsis let's do it. of this one. Ten years after initially meeting, Anakin Skywalker shares a forbidden romance with Padme Amidala, mm. while Obi-Wan Kenobi investigates an assassination attempt on the senator and discovers a secret clone army crafted for the Jedi. Wow. There's yeah. a lot going on. There's a lot going I mean, Lucas, Phantom Menace, there was a lot that one could argue was wasted time. Yeah. Because he then has to cram so much plot into this movie Mm -hmm. to propel it forward. It is a packed movie. But man, it's good. I mean, I think one of my favorite scenes in all of Star Wars is the chase scene in Coruscant with the the ships, the flying cars. You mean the one real car that's just sitting on like a a, a bull riding mechanism that... Dude, it is so that, that, cool. That gif of Ian McGregor just... <laughs> it is so cool. but It's not. But, okay, start <laughs> me from the beginning. You open up with the typical Star Wars crawl. Yeah. It says some things. <laughs> Should I read it? Go for it. There is unrest in the Galactic Senate. Several thousand solar systems have declared their intentions to leave the Republic The Separatist movement, under the leadership of the mysterious Count Dooku, has made it difficult for the limited number of Jedi Knights to maintain peace and order in the galaxy. Senator Amidala, the former Queen of Naboo, is returning to the Galactic Senate to vote on the critical issue of creating an army of the Republic to assist the overwhelmed Jedi. Wow. Mm. Okay, well, that kind of answers our question from the last episode of why Lucas introduced the Separatist thing uh-huh. and how it really is an important pawn throughout the prequels, uh, the the vessel through which so he basically Palpatine creates an creates an enemy so that the they, Senate will event will have to because the senate doesn't have an army their focus is moved from inside yeah to outside yeah and again i'm i'm not advocating for these philosophies but they're following the stoic kind of eastern philosophy yeah that is you know be not concerned with the outside yeah it's about inward you know moving inward this enlightenment this peace with oneself and that's the that's the really the only way to have peace or to control oneself. So, so he's drawing their attention outside mm-hmm. of of their the, the the dysfunction within the council within the republic 
to this outside enemy, this outside force. And I think that's where, um, that's where it all falls apart. And that's, that's a, a note that I took. They, they mention, I think even Yoda mentions at some point in this movie, the dark side clouds, everything that like, there's something we can't see. Yes. Maybe look into it. <laughs> exactly. If you're that alert that, Oh, Hey, something's, cloud in my force vision yeah. over here shouldn't shouldn't we uh we, we can't see something i wonder exactly. why but no we're just gonna sit in this tower yeah and pontificate oh my goodness and meditate dude I'm, I'm sorry for continuing to do this but even just this the the symbolic nature of that tower being mm-hmm. above above every it's the tallest tower in coruscant yes looks like it you know it, it's the temple kind of, itself it's a temple but they're they're removed yeah. from the people. Yeah, they're they're very removed from the people um, emotionally. I think mm-hmm. and, and maybe an understanding, and that's where Anakin, he kind of sticks out like a sore thumb in the Jedi Temple because you know he didn't grow up in that. Right, it's not his world from the beginning. He because grew up as a pretty much every other Padawan at this point, that's all they know. Really, yeah. that's all they remember is the Jedi Temple. Exactly. So they're not all as cocky or self assured as he is. He's more human, you know. Yeah. He 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 fights with his heart, and uh, and with his master. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the middle of a meeting. Get right. Oh, we'll figure it out. And Obi Wan's like, Yeah. What? He's like, it's implied in our mandate, master. <laughs> Jedi is security is overkill. It's implied in our mandate that we figure out what's going on. You are out of line, son. Master. <laughs> Obey your father. Yeah. Um, you know, but one one last thing about that. Mm-hmm. the fact that Anakin is the best pilot in the galaxy. The fact that he's a pilot at all is is even just his solidarity, his his with the people, with I shouldn't even say humanity, with like the regular people, mm-hmm. because you know Jedi don't fly. Yeah, they get flown places. Yeah, they are royalty essentially. They're they're looked up to as these religious figures yeah uh, all right i'm i like these movies <laughs> but okay but where you help me preston is you know you kind of help me see mm-hmm. maybe some of the technical or filmmaking things that are yeah not good about these movies yeah. i kind of get caught up in the plot maybe and i think you get caught, up have been. get caught up in the themes yes oh, i can't help that's it. i mean that's that's part of a movie but yeah i do it that that all that can ruin your story if Everything else isn't up to snuff. Well, yes, if it's not if it's not told well, because so much of a story, however good it is, yeah, is how you tell it. Yeah. So, okay, I'm going to admit to you something. Oh boy. I I do think these prequels could have told the story a little bit better. Oh yeah, uh, you think? Yeah. This is what happens when you have a billion a a, a a man that's already made billions of dollars off of his IP, and then he has a bunch of yes men around him, and he's in charge of everything. He can just do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. it's like nobody nobody in the editing room was like, you don't think you could have got a second take on that? Because yeah. yeah. that's really what I hate to keep going back to the original trilogy, but that's what saved those movies. Jo- what happened? George Lucas is not a collaborative filmmaker. Yeah. They had to convince him from making 3PO uh, a sleazy car salesman. Someone had to come in and do that. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that. His ex-wife had to basically take over the edit for the movie. And I don't care what anyone says. Lawrence Kasdan 
helped come, came in and did a second pass on that movie, I believe. Hmm. And he, in my opinion, he created Han Solo. <laughs> wow. George yeah. Lucas might have had a, a name. Yeah. <laughs> he, Lawrence Kasdan made Han Solo. Yeah. And Harrison Ford. There's no Han Solo without Harrison Ford. I mean, he he he. It's his line in Empire Strikes Back where he says, yeah. "I know, instead yeah. of I love you." Yeah, brilliant. Oh, brilliant. He was like. And if you again, if you're a fan of this movie, like Will is, I am, and this is your favorite movie, not a personal attack, just just two people taking a subjective you look know, at art. I take it personally, personally. or objective, yeah. and you better watch it. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I think this is okay. I know I'm jumping ahead. Mm-hmm. Jump I ahead. think this is the the coolest Star Wars movie. <laughs> okay, it is just cool. It's a, I mean, Jang, or Jango Fett, Obi Wan, and there's this planet, and it's raining. You, you like, mean the father of all? Already at this point, the most overrated Star Wars character, Boba Fett. Yes. Boba is overrated because he's like in nothing. The 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 first time I even thought that Boba Fett was cool was in The Mandalorian in season two. Django has more screen time than Boba, than Boba Fett and has more dialogue. He's a, he has a more, richer character, more interesting character. In the first 10 minutes of The Mandalorian, that character has more dialogue than Boba Fett in the first 10 minutes of the first episode. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's like I don't, un- I, I never understood. Anyway. There's a there's a Django. Okay, so Jedi. We're at this point. Padme is just asleep in a room. Jedi are looking out. Oh, and George Lucas gives us the finger one last time with Jar Jar. Jar Jar just at like in the end of one of the scenes, just friggin' looks at the camera. Is like I'm still here. Like he, it's almost like if you go back and watch it, it basically is just giving us the finger. Like oh, I'm still gosh. gonna be in this. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the fans, Lucas. Yeah. All right. So there's a good reason the Jedi are there because it turns out there is going to be an assassination attempt. And it's done with a robot drilling a hole in the glass or just, I think, just separating the glass with like a hologram something or other at one point. Yeah. And throwing two slugs in there. My thought is you've got the glass open at this point. Why not just put a laser or something on the robot? And just shoot her. Yeah. I mean, everyone's right. everyone's going to know she's been assassinated anyway. Wait, why were they trying to assassinate her? I, she was coming back for some vote or on something that the Senate is doing. I don't cause, cause, know because it actually opens up with her, her flying family. in and she's got a decoy and then the ship explodes. Yes. So that's how we know there's an assassination attempt. Somebody's yeah. trying to kill her. That's, right. that's how we find out skipped over that part i guess i'm trying to block out this movie um <laughs> and so a chase ensues obi-wan and anakin that's a theme in this movie anakin and obi-wan arguing yes anytime the limited screen time they have together is just them in bickering at each other yeah because it's like because in the middle of an argument they're like oh i sense it too and because there's two little poison i guess poisonous slugs who have managed to avoid the scans that R2 is doing of the room. And is that a sign of brothers that have fought alongside each other for 10 years now, have learned from one another? Because it, it's a brother relationship. It's not a father-son thing. Right. Qui-Gon was the closest thing, I think, Anakin yeah. had to a father. Yeah. 
does it does is it more realistic that they're fighting all the time but they still are such good partners because like you said in a moment it's like i sense it too yeah and they're they're beyond even having to they communicate so quickly to each other because they've probably like slept in the same area for the last 10 years and been on the same ship oh my gosh like you know, Obi-Wan's the annoying older brother that's always telling him to stay in line. Yeah. And Anakin's the little brother that is always embarrassing him in front of his, you know, and, his friends. And, and that's and that's what <laughs> that's what gets me is he's telling him to have patience all the time and, and to be cool. Yeah. And then Obi-Wan's the one that jumps out the window and holds on to the droid. Well, there's the... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He's talking about how impulsive Anakin is all the time and that oh. <laughs> unless they I mean that's just their that's just how they operate. I mean, I don't know. There's okay, so that raises a good point. There's a lot of inconsistency within the Jedi. They don't really follow their code. They well, talk I mean, a big people. talk. They're people. They're people. Exactly. It's an ideal they're striving for. Yeah. But they don't hold up to it. Right. A chase ensues. A chase ensues. They're the it's f- so cool. Fakest it's so freaking cool. Looking thing I've ever seen. Dude, I just... Oh, I remember being like, And for some reason... I remember being nine and just... Just playing with my little toys. Always doing that scene. At, at this it was po- always that scene. At this point, I think I'm in the seventh grade. What This was what, 2002? It is 2002. Did you like it the first time you saw it? Here's the, th- the thing with me in movies. Okay. Here's the thing. Yes. When it's something I'm really excited about, yeah, like a Star Wars, yeah, I'll be like the first time I sit down to watch it, and I'm really excited. So the first the first time I watch a movie, I'm like, wow, yeah. Owen Wilson at, at the time of recording was wow. ju- was just on Loki. Wow, 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 wow. I and haven't seen it yet. so the it. It, it it's not to like maybe the second or third because if if I'm watching it in the theater, yeah. there's a good chance that I've rented it or bought it in the future. Yeah, and I'm watching it at home without the excitement the you know you're not just the experience of the theater coke and yeah popcorn and it's like oh yeah that doesn't make sense so probably at this point my brain my 12 year 12 or 13 year old brain probably did like it i don't even remember yeah i just know it i I think it was in my 20s when and in college when i was watching these movies again i'm like realized that there was a lot oh this is bad (laughs) so the bad acting is distracting it takes away it's and and there's a really good documentary, yeah, about the prequels. It's f- full of a lot of people like you. <laughs> <laughs> and one of their arguments for one of the cringy lines we'll get to it at, at the cringiest line in all of cinema. The sand. No. Oh, okay. That one's really bad. That that one's bad. I hate sand. Hate it sand. Gets it covers everywhere. I can't. Of course, hot. Gets everywhere. They, they they attribute it to like these. They 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 say like the acting style was meant to mimic like these these movies from like the overacting of the twenties and the thirties, huh? And like these dramas from then. And I'm like, well, that's cool. Intentional. But wow, this is a movie made in two thousand two. Yeah, where your audience hasn't grown up. Most of them probably don't have that point of reference for those movies. Yeah. So to them is just like that's just shitty acting. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Man. I feel like Lucas is always experimenting. Yeah. But you don't you don't need You don't to do ex- that with billion dollar franchises. Yeah. Are there two groups of people? Because I'm one of the people that I only like the saga. 
I I don't even consider personally. I'm like, yeah, I just forget those sequ- the you know, seven, eight, and nine happened. I I hate them so much. Well, that's how I am with this movie. So that's so interesting because I I think there are those two types of Star Wars fans because I I know there's fans that yeah love the new you terrible know. movies. I hate them so much. <laughs> I could go uh, again. Damn. Me and Will at some point probably will. Depending on the success, well, not so even depending bad. on the success. Even if no one, if we're even, just talking into the void right now and no one's listening to this, we'll do those movies at some point. Oh, even Force Awakens. That's bad. that's the best of them. I would agree with that. Okay, that's it's, a different statement. It's it's it, I'll, I'll give you the fact that it's probably a copy of A New Hope. It's a copy. It's a bad copy. And but anyway, okay, we're chasing the assassin. Yes, <laughs> and for some reason, it's some kind of changing morphing chameleon they tr- they track it to this bar and like her face turns into something and then we're in in this bar and we're looking for her. and someone tries to sell obi-wan death sticks <laughs> would you like to buy some death sticks want some death sticks <laughs> you don't want to sell me death sticks i don't want to sell you death sticks <laughs> you want to go home and rethink your life i want to go home and rethink my life <laughs> and so do they do they do the thing where they cut off somebody's arm in the bar or not? Yes, I, it's I, Anakin, right? Anakin cuts off the arm because it looks like she's about to sneak up on one of them. Yeah, they do something. Yes, so they end up in in the alley, I think. Yeah, they bring her out, and is she. I can't remember. Is it before or after she gets shot by that dart from Django that she starts to she starts to change, s- or I think it's after, like because that's what it's tra- after she gets shot. Exactly. Turns into some frog-looking thing. In the chase, you kind of see her turn. What's the... She, you kind of see that. Why? Why does she need to be... <laughs> I don't know. It's cool. Because <laughs> it starts out as this Asian lady, and then she turns into this frog person. So, we know that there's a second bounty hunter out there, or a second assassin, primary assassin, I'll say. When does it go from there? Because I, I literally forgot. So, you know, Obi-Wan takes the saber dart. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's right. And that's where he, you know, he goes to the... The council, he gets, you know, asked to get down, you know, get this killer. Mm-hmm. And Anakin still is on the task of protecting the senator. So really, Obi-Wan is the one who's technically leaving the first assignment that they both were on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so Anakin is asked to bring her back to Naboo. Um, That's right, yeah. they. This is where they, our two heroes get split up. Even yes. though we've only seen them interact for 15 minutes, I guess, at this point. Yep. Um, you know, Obi-Wan, he goes to the library, essentially, and discovers this Camino. Yeah. Which is not on any map. It's missing from Ugh. the Jedi archives. Who removed it? And, and that's my thing. Why Why this elaborate backstory with the Sifo-Dyas... <laughs> And he goes out because he, he knows that there's an, an, an a war coming. Who told him this? How does he know this? How does he get Jango Fett to volunteer? There's just a big question mark. Because let's just discuss it. We'll discuss all with this movie because it's chopped up so much. And it jumps back and forth between the two. We'll cover all the Obi-Wan stuff and then the Padme and Anakin stuff. And then we'll talk about the end because that's where they intercept at the end. Yeah. Obi-Wan goes and talks. Probably one of my favorite characters if there's any bright spot in this movie, <laughs> it's Dexter Jetster in the 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 1950 space diner in the middle of Camino or not Camino <laughs> yeah. Coruscant. 
Oh, man. Oh, oh he is Obi-Wan. It's all in the Rishi maze. It's made by them cloners. Not how good your manners are, but how big your pocketbook is. <laughs> We're so good at those. It's not fair. And it's a it's another frog man with a mustache. <laughs> every every alien looks like a frog in this. You know, okay. A lot of the aliens are weird. Yeah. You gotta give it to the great There's variety. Sure. It's pretty cool. So Obi Wan eventually he goes to Yoda and uh, take it takes a kid to say because someone deleted it from the archives and from the mouth of babes yeah it was like <laughs> duh um so he he jumps in his little Jedi fighter thing and he flies out to like is it in the, the un- is it in the unknown regions aha. Uh-huh. Maybe just, I, I mean, I think it's hiding in plain sight. Yeah. It's and, just removed from the record. And it's just constantly raining for yes. some reason. So well, we. Okay, okay. Science nerd. Yeah. There is a storm on Jupiter. It's a huge, like, thunderstorm, essentially, mm-hmm. that has been going. Like, it's been raining and whatever. I don't know if there's rain. For longer than Earth has been around. So I think it's, I think it's plausible that you can have a planet that has constant rain. Yeah. I don't know that that's a science. <laughs> I don't really know a lot about it. <laughs> I know that it's a thing. So Obi-Wan eventually finds the cloners who are these long, long neck, white, blue, light they, blue. Light blue. Yeah. Some of my, they were, they were like some of my favorite characters to play as in Lego Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back on the old computer, the PC. <laughs> um, no, but they, yeah, they're, they're, they're honestly, they're the most alien-looking, like traditionally alien-looking, like aliens in Star Wars. But they're surprised. They're surprised that Obi Wan doesn't know about this project because they think the Jedi supported it. Did did the Jedi's actually order it, or was that a lie? I can't remember. Um, it was a it was one. It was Sifo-Dyas, Master Sifo-Dyas, and that that's that's my other issue. Who is this guy, and who told him to make an army? How does he know there's a war coming? Yeah. So we find out that and there's a Jango Fett offered up his DNA uh to be cloned, something like that. Yeah. And they're they're aged very very quickly. Yeah, and he kept one for himself, who ends up being Boba Fett. Yes, who has not aged quickly. Which is the dumbest way, just the dumbest origin of the dumbest character, which the only reason he became awesome, <laughs> which even, I take that back, I take it back, take it back. Tamira Morrison yeah. made that character a hundred times better in Mandalorian when he shows up in that, well, he plays Boba Fett. In, Boba. Because that would be, the, I mean, he's a clone. That'd be the grown-up version of himself is basically his dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's still a dumb origin. Um <sighs> Man, I I think it's kind of cool. It's like this the the arrogance of this character. He's uh-huh. he he wants a clone of himself. Okay, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Made in his image. Oh boy, Django Fett, ladies and gentlemen, and so arguably one of the most powerful characters. He tries to Obi Wan tries to ask him questions because yeah. like, he's basically figured out he's the assassin that shot the dart on the other assassin. This is how dumb this movie is. <laughs> he, he was the 
the the the assassin that flew away in his jetpack when after the the dart hit the other assassin that could change, and so a squeaky fight <laughs> ensues in the rain. And when I say squeaky fight, it's because everything's wet and everything is a smooth surface, and all you hear is squeak squeak squeak. I don't know if that was dude added in post in post or if that was the actual audio they got. Of them sliding up and down those wet things. Another scene that I think is so freaking cool. Oh my god! It's like, <laughs> oh, Preston is like taking off his headphones right now. He can't. <laughs> he can't take it. No, it's so cool. Like, Why is it cool, Will? I think it's got this film noir element to it. Uh huh. You know, and uh, I love the rain. Uh-huh. I love that. Like, yeah. The blue lightsaber and how it stands out in darkness, you know, yeah. and just the battle between the two of them is so cool. And I, I kind of like that Obi-Wan's on his own for a bit of this movie. <laughs> I, I, you know what? <laughs> that That's not the problem for me. The problem is the excessive amount of cutting back and forth between, between the two of them. These two. It's so like, not with one story. Let's freaking follow one. Sure. So, we fight in the rain. Yep. He gets away. Obi-Wan, just like Spider-Man with a spider tracer, throws a Jedi tracer onto Slave 1. Yeah. I guess that's Slave 1. It looks like Slave 1. Yeah. Why is. you call your ship Slave 1, I don't know. So, we track him to... What is that called? What is that planet called? Oh, um, um, I got it. It's uh, um, Geno- Geonosis. Geonosis. And in Geonosis is... The second dumbest character I've ever seen in my life, which is uh, an old man alien with wings and a cane. That <laughs> and Christopher Lee is just on this set, <laughs> probably with a surrounded him in, in a blue screen, and he's talking to this alien. <laughs> and you think I'm not. I'm over exaggerating. I'm not. That's basically word for word language. (laughs) (laughs) And they're just making it up. They're in the they're in the recording. They're in the recording room. Yeah, and they're just making it up. (laughs) And that we'll we'll pause there. This is where we leave Obi Wan. Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. Here, Here, we're gonna agree at this. We follow the two. Probably the two horniest people in the galaxy at this point, wouldn't you say? I, wow. Yeah, I, I read a description. Um, I'm reading it right now on my computer. It says, Meanwhile, Anakin and Padme have been spending much time together on Naboo, enjoying oh. each other's company, and here it is, and playfully frolicking in the fields. Um, this is definitely cheese balls. Um, that's basically what they do. They ride on the back of this swollen cow. Is that does so, he, does he is this where the sand think, line comes in? No, that's when they eventually end up on Tatooine again because we end up in Tatooine in this movie. <laughs> here's here's the issue. Yeah, romance. You know, I think that you know chick flicks they have romance in them, mm-hmm. and I think it doesn't it can become cheesy, but. It's balanced by humor. It's like, okay, we're not being... And written better. Yeah. This, there's no humor to this. 
it's trying to be romantic, mm-hmm. but it's doing it with such hyperbole mm-hmm. and such intense, like, I mean, they're in this, like, it would be one of the seven wonders of the world, kind of most visited tourist sites if it was on Earth, you know, this is it a real place where they filmed this? They, no, it's on yeah, another I, blue screen. It's a blue screen. That's what I thought. <laughs> There's no way it exists. So they're they're in this the middle alone. They're in the middle of this beautiful field, and they're are they're literally surrounded by like Niagara Falls. It's it reminds me of. So I like art. Okay? Yeah, I like Christian art particularly. Yeah, I don't like Thomas Kincaid paintings, which know. are like the most popular Christian art in. America. So if I've been in a white Christian lady's home, I've probably seen it. Exactly. Cool. And you can visualize it. It it's it's basically it would be like like maybe there's the cross or maybe there's the tomb, but it is surrounded by the most impossibly beautiful sunset you've ever seen. Okay. Flowers are filling the painting. It is just complete and he paints more than just that you know he paints like like houses and these majestic valleys that it's just it's fake mm-hmm. you know and i think that's what's going on here is it's far too over the top that it's it's actually not romantic it's just cheesy you know um do you know what i'm trying to say here i do because speaking of over the top and cheesy <laughs> I have what is what I alluded to earlier, word for word, the exact yeah. dialogue. Oh my gosh. When they're by the fire. Okay. <clears throat> for me as someone who likes this movie, <clears throat> this is where I kind of get embarrassed and kinda of hide my face a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. Ah. Anakin. From the moment I met you all those years ago, not a day has gone by. When I haven't thought of you. And now that I'm with you again, I'm in agony. The closer I get to you, the worse it gets. The thought of not being with you, I can't breathe. I'm I'm haunted by the kiss you should never have given me. Because they kissed at this point. My heart is beating, hoping that kiss will not become a scar. You are in my very soul, tormenting me. What can I do? I will do anything you ask. This this is one of those bad romance novels that you find, you know, uh-huh. in a in a family member's in a family member's, you know. Yeah. Well, guess go. what? There's more. And it's like <laughs> I should never have found this. Yeah. If you are suffering as much as I am, please tell me. Padme, I can't. We can't. It's not possible. Anakin, anything is possible, Padme. Listen to me, Padme. No, you listen. We live in the real world. Come back to it. You're studying to become a Jedi. I'm I'm a senator. If you follow your thoughts through to conclusion, it will take us to a place we cannot go, regardless of the way we feel about each other. (laughs) Anakin. Then you feel something. Padme. I will not let you give up your future for me. Anakin. 
You're asking me to be rational. That is something I know I cannot do. Believe me, I wish... I wish I could wish away my feelings, but I can't. <laughs> scene. Oh, it hurts. It hurts so bad. That is the worst scene of any movie that has ever been put to film. It's a Thomas Kincaid painting. Mm-hmm. It's so over the top. I'll take the sand line that comes up, and we'll just fast forward to the rest of Nobu, because that's basically the only thing that happens. Yeah. It's so sad, because if the dialogue had been written differently, yeah, there's some... Other than there's a pear that they cut up, and then he uh, cuts it, and then he floats it over to her, and she's CGI. obviously eating nothing. Or CGI in all six movies. So, basically, Anakin has a premonition, a dream, yes, that his mother is dying. Yeah. Which, of course, turns out to be true. Yes. So, Same. we hop in the ship, go back to good old Tatooine. I think we said that we didn't go back in... in, in no, we, it, we never go back in episode five but we go back in this movie oh yeah it's only five it's only five and we find out that our good friend Watto, who has a hat now he's got a little hat (laughs) and a beard a a cowboy yeah he has sold smee skywalker to a moisture farmer whatever that is lars who ends up marrying her yes who has ended up marrying her and he did free her to his credit and it's revealed that this is Owen's father, Uncle Owen from the very first Star Wars movie, from New Hope, Episode 4, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I bring up again belated media when they're, what if the prequels were good? Yeah. They brought up the fact that when when they're talking about the pod race and there's all of Anakin's friends standing around there. Yes. One of those should have been Owen. That as a kid. That made sense. Yes. Oh my goodness. And... So yes, it would have been like this. This guy has known me because their kids are friends. Yeah, they're they're best friends. Yeah, why? I mean, and why else would Obi Wan drop off? Spoiler alert for the final movie. Would he? Would Obi Wan drop off Luke and Leia with, and and he wouldn't be confused like, like, why are you bringing me these kids? Yeah, whose kids are these? Who exactly? That you mean that dude that showed up that one time and killed all those sand people? Yeah. <laughs> That's not going to work. <laughs> and basically, Anakin murders... Okay, yeah. So we find out Shmi's been kidnapped. Yes. By the Sand People. Yeah. So he goes, and I guess that's the first hit of the dark side. Yes. Because he, with his theme, there's a little bit of Darth Vader's theme sprinkled in there. This is his oh, slow John decline to the dark side. Oh. Now, that's the, the one thing... The one good thing through all of these movies is the score. Because it's John Williams. It's incredible. And so now Anakin is, he finds the sand people and he, I slaughtered all of them. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his mother dies in his arms. And so, and this is the conversation. Yeah. Because this is where I'm like, okay, this is a really important platform. Important for for Anakin. Sure. <laughs> so the way I look at it, going back to the you know the first episode. So far, he's we what we know about Anakin is he's horny and he loves his mom. <laughs> he he um he's been a slave. You know, he's a slave in the first one, and um, 
for the past 10 years now with the Jedi Order, he has felt enslaved in a different way. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't identify it like that. He doesn't know. He just, he just is, he just feels that he is, um, you know, kept back. Yeah. He's not trusted. He feels, he feels there's no freedom to to feel. There's no freedom to act for what is, what he perceives as right or good. We could sum that up with a lack of power or a lack of control. And that's been a motif throughout his life before he becomes Darth Vader is he has never had the power to save the ones he loves or even to save the, the nobody, you know, cause in the prequels all throughout, we see him really try to be kind of like a Superman kind mm. of going to save people that, that other Jedis are just leaving behind. You know, he's yeah. concerned about, clones dying you know i mean episode three begins with him yeah wanting to desert the mission to save some clones episode one he basically yeah basically their whole purpose is to be cannon fodder exactly you know and he sees it differently you know and you know he cares about his droid he he has a but but really you could sum it up with he has the heart he has the love he has the feelings, the emotions. He, he really wants to act. He has the will to act. He has really the strength to act too, to do something about it. But there's all these things prohibiting him. So in a way, he, he, he doesn't have the complete power to act. Um, and that's the allure of the dark side for him is that it finally gives him the control and the power that he's, never been granted Mm -hmm. i think what a good master would have done is because here's you know the double standard is qui-gon i don't know about qui-gon maybe but obi-wan you know he keeps calling others anakin to the code and just stoicism essentially while not you know following the code yeah himself yeah i think qui-gon does the same um so that's, you know, maybe a good master would have said, okay, Anakin, um, here is how you can use these, these uh, your love. Here's how you can use your attachment uh, for good. Here's how you can use your anger for good. Mm. Um, and uh, yikes, yeah, I, that's not, that doesn't fit into the philosophy of Star Wars. Mm-mm. I would say, in the real world, you know, health would be not ignoring or suppressing mm. anger, but learning how to uh, express it in a way that is healthy and helpful. Yeah. So, we're back in Owen, what's his last name? Lars? Lar- yes, Lars. We're back in Owen Lars's dad's house, and yes. Anakin has brought his mother back, I presume, to bury her. Did they bury her or did they burn her? I think they burned her. That's what that's what we do in Star Wars, right? We burn people when they die. Yes, and it's very, we did that very Eastern yeah. tradition. Um, you become one with nature again yeah. with the burning. Yeah. So we do yeah. that, and then we're down in the workshop, the, the the very workshop where Luke was cleaning three PO and R two at the beginning of A New Hope, and messing with the same tools that Luke was and. He just bursts out in this fit of rage. 
Hmm. Does he talk about sand? When does he talk about sand? It's on it's on Naboo. It's on Naboo. We yeah, skipped over it. The, the frolicking. Yeah. Yeah, that was before the frolicking. Okay, yeah. Then yeah. after the frolicking was when they're around the fire and we talk about the kiss that haunted me or whatever. But we get the first flash of what soon is to become Vader. Yes. The only thing that makes the scene any good is that flash of the Vader scene is the the has his anger intensifies. Mm. Yeah. If there was no music behind it, it just sounds like a whiny little kid having a hissy fit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is common among the Skywalker men. They're all a bunch of little whiners. Ben yeah. Solo included. They, they... But I was going to go to Tossie Station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. You're making a point that yeah. I want to make. Is people are surprised at like Anakin's whininess. Yeah. But it's like, it's, look at Luke. It's in Luke's very first scene. Exactly. Um, Luke is maybe even a little whinier in New yeah, Hope. Yeah. Um, Cause and, I, I think Mark Hamill was 20 at the time, 21. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's also the 70s. Oh, yeah. You know. Very 70s hair in that movie. Yeah. But, like, the whole concept of... I don't know. I just... Yeah. But anyway, Anakin... Is just like Luke. Yeah. So. But. After all this. Yeah. We get a distress call. Obi-Wan is on Geonosis. Yeah. So we fly to Geonosis. And somehow. Oh yeah. 3PO has been with us. Well no. We pick up 3PO after this. Because he's got. Somehow got his. His gold covering on at this point. Who knows. <laughs> It's the maker. Um, <laughs> so in hasn't he been in the most Star Wars movies? He's been in all every single Star Wars Anthony movie. Anthony Daniels. Yeah, his whole career. Like if you look at his IMDb, his whole career is just C three PO. In true Rosencrantz and Guildenstern fashion, and that's my theater education coming out again. <laughs> Those are kind of like the 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 two comic relief folks in hamlet Mm -hmm. um they go through this madcap three stooges jaunt through this factory where 3po's head gets taken off and put on a battle droid and a battle droid gets put on 3po's body and it's silly it's like (laughs) the hobbit it's like a a live action cartoon i'm like we've gone from a supposed to be serious existential crisis of killing other Species to, oh, it's a wacky little trip with two robots through a factory. <laughs> what are we doing? What is this? And uh, somehow Padme and Anakin end up on the assembly line, and it's just like a long series of nothingness to where they end up kidnapped and in this gladiator ring, and that's where we end up with Obi Wan again. So everyone's back together. I'm gonna. And confess, then Padme all of a sudden falls in love when they're getting taken out there. There's, she was already in love. There is our there. There's maybe an element of nostalgia for me with this movie because oh, you think I think the conveyor belt scene is kind of cool. It's the dumbest thing. <laughs> I told you, it's like it's the dumbest, I, the stupidest. I just idiotic. I remember. Being I don't a like kid, it. And I would ha- so me and my friends we had uh, pool noodles that we would use for lightsabers. Yeah, and it was so fun. <laughs> I remember being a little kid, and I would just jump from one couch to the other avoiding the <laughs> the blades and 
stomping things and the lava uh, coming out of the the giant cup. So but, they okay. get taken out into a gladiator ring. No, go ahead. Is there some necessity in showing how all these doors were built? You know, contrast. Yes, I, I mean, maybe we, not. We, uh, we you could already infer that they. They built these things. I, I just assumed that they were built in a factory. They're yeah. robots. So we end up, every, the gang's back together, but yes. we're chained up. We're getting sacrificed to these animals. Yes. Why they don't just go ahead and kill them, don't know. It's I guess it's movie movie logic at this point. Entertainment, yeah. So we're chained up, and Padme's the first one to get out. Yeah, she's the first one to get out the chains. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, she has a crop top. George Lucas. She gets cut. She gets scratched by a tiger, and it makes a perfect crop top. I agree. I think that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. George Lucas is um, gross, to be honest. You think? Yeah. <laughs> He's a gross man. Yeah. And you know, obviously, they make it out. They end up controlling the animals. I think I remember Anakin uses a mind trick on the tri-horned monster there. Yeah. Uh, we get out. And we cut back. And, oh, Django Fett gets beheaded by Samuel L. Jackson. Mace Windu? Mace Windu. He's dude. got an issue with killing people. He has bad motherfucker written on his lightsaber. <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. That's true? Yes. He still has that lightsaber to this day. And it's a reference, you know, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. He has the wallet that says, bad motherfucker. <laughs> bad motherfucker is written on his lightsaber. And he still has that to this day. The prop that he serious? used in the movie. So, in the movie... If you zoomed in close enough, could you see that? Probably. Oh, and I heard also that he demanded a purple light. He did. He did. He's like, I've seen blue. I've seen green. Let's make a purple. Yeah. He's the only Jedi with a purple lightsaber. Yeah. This is awesome. It's really sick. Disney Plus, Mace Windu series. He lived. Anybody can live. Yeah. He fell out a window. We didn't see a body. But we'll get to that. He became a hermit too. He did. Sure. Why not? Interesting. Oh, we found out that this... Also, side note, one of these, this this group of evil guys is made up of different allegiances. One of them is the Techno Union. What? It's a li- this, go back. It's literally called the Techno Union. That's literally how he talks. Techno Union. Techno Union. Dang, I did not realize that. I'm looking here. They have a lot of the Jedi named yeah. in that battle. Yeah. The only one I know is Mace Windu. Yeah, me too. Because the rest of them end up dead. Yeah. Oh, we find out that this group of bad guys, they have a hologram plan of the Death Star. Ooh. They can't know what we've been building. <laughs> Here's the Death Star. You see it? You remember that other okay. good movie? Slight aside. Yeah. So the prequels, Yeah. I think, complement the original trilogy. Because it's all about the original trilogy. Oh, that yeah. is the heartbeat of Star Wars. Everything flows from there, those there, there is no these without those. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing else exists without those. That's why I don't understand people that have just seen the new Star Wars movies and think they've seen well, Star Wars. Most of them are kids. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's not Star Wars. That's their Star Wars. So the prequels, I think, complement and, and really play to that story. But when you have them literally in The Force Awakens have be able to turn a planet into a super Death Star thing. Yeah. It just ruins. It doesn't add. It doesn't complement. Talking about Rogue One, probably one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Did her, her, Jen Urso, was that his name? Jen Urso. Or Jen Urso. 
Was that his name or was that her name? Her name. Her name. What was her dad's name? Something Urso. Mr. Urso. Yeah. The, the one who created the Death Star. Yes. Was that his plans? No. Like, yeah, who comes up with that? Right. That's really complicated right. stuff. And this happened a long, long time ago. Right. <laughs> this is, <laughs> it, the Death Star is a big, big deal. Yeah. And when they make the second Death Star, yeah. they don't make a new model. No. It's the same thing. Yeah. Same plans. They're remaking the same Death Star. Yeah. They've it's kind like, of, we've perfected it. We don't. We just need to cover this one vent. Exactly. But <laughs> and it takes them years. Yeah. It takes them a long time to make one of those. And maybe even that one was already being built. How? how what's the What's the time difference between New Empire Hope. and Return? It's been a while. A couple of years. Two years. Potentially. So they've they've only got it like literally quarter of the way built in two years. Even Force Awakens. They don't have the might of the Empire. They don't have yeah. any of the resources. Yeah. And they're able to turn a freaking planet into a super dust star. Well, you know, they can also conjure up millions of star destroyers <laughs> under the ice. Like, <laughs> my disbelief is no longer suspended. Uh-huh. I am just disbelieving. Yeah. That's that let that's, me just say that's that's a a reason I like the prequels. Yeah. And so after after all this Yoda shows up with the clone troopers. Question, where'd they get those ships? Because all of a sudden Yoda had, like, did Yoda make a trip out to Kamino? I don't, so. I mean, I know you want to introduce the clone troopers in this movie. Maybe those are being developed on Kamino. All the ships and the guns. I doubt it. It doesn't seem like it. Just, it's like Yoda shows up out of, out of nowhere with these clone troopers. Yeah. I think it, it's, it's. I mean, if you just have a, you know, have a scene, like maybe they load all these stuff onto this huge barge thing. Sure, why not? Yeah. Like a, a, a troop carrier, and then you just hot foot it across the galaxy using hyperspace. Why not? Yeah. And you're there. But yeah. it's just Yoda shows up on this dropship with clones in uniform. They already know their ranks, they've got ships. Well, they... I guess their rank is they just listen to the Jedi. Yes, they they they're kind of programmed to just follow orders. Yeah, and they don't have free will. It yeah, seems. sad. And it ends. Oh no, it ends with another lightsaber battle. I laughed out loud. Like if, uh, Count Dooku. We haven't talked much about Count Dooku. Basically, it's the Emperor's replacement for Darth Maul. Yes. Count Dooku, former Jedi, was the teacher of Qui Gon Jinn in summation. And he's basically just a footnote. Yeah, he doesn't um, last long. He's he's series. he's a placeholder for Darth Vader. Christopher Lee, amazing actor. Oh my gosh, yeah. And so Anakin and and Obi Wan decide to fight him together. And Anakin, of course, runs into the fight, gets beat up. And you know, this is an example, say, of when someone should have not led with their their feelings. Yes, yes. Anakin does that a lot. And there's the balance. Because you end up with your hand cut off. Yeah. Hand gets cut off, and then Yoda shows up. Okay, so Yoda needs a cane to walk. He's constantly walking with a cane, mm-hmm. limping along. Yeah. But once that lightsaber comes out, yes, it's like automatic physical therapy. Like, he's <laughs> he's good to go. I can flip it's and like jump around. reserving his energy, maybe? How I don't do you, know. I, did someone specially make that lightsaber that little and to just... To just come out just as much as he needs it to. Well, since Jedi make their own lightsaber, I assume he would have made it. But it's like, how do you, like, and it's just poor Christopher Lee's just like poking at, <laughs> uh, who knows what, 
on the ground. Right. And and Yoda's just flipping all over the place. Oh my gosh. It was Yeah. But, it, but you know, we're getting close to wrapping it up here. So Count Dooku escapes by detaching like a stone or piece of equipment and tries to drop it on Obi-Wan and Anakin sitting off in the corner. Yoda stops it. Count Dooku gets away and it ends with the Imperial March. The last shot is the Imperial March of all the clones mm. lining up and getting in the ship going to fight the Clone Wars. Yes. Oh my gosh. Final thoughts? Well... We are starting to see, I mean, we just see the subtle plan of the Sith. Yeah. You know, developing here and, and coming almost to fruition. Seems like nonsense to me. It seems like a bunch of people just doing stuff. <laughs> and that's the subtlety of it. Everything is in place <laughs> for the dark side to yeah to take over. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's a good movie. One out of ten just for the music. I hate it. I don't like it. Get it out of here. I, w- I will give this movie a seven out of ten. Okay. So that is the conclusion of Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Mm, second great. episode of Good Second movie. Take Movies. Good movie. Is it bad? You decide. We talked about it. We gave our thoughts. It's up to you to make a decision. We'd love to hear your thoughts too. Yeah. Yeah. Leave a comment. Subscribe. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Second Take Movies. Both places. And uh, we will see you for Will's last episode. Hopefully not last for this podcast, but last for right now for Revenge of the Sith. Mm. Have a good day.